Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, brought to you by Aging Wisdom, where we share weekly bite-sized insights on aging well, caring well, and living well. What are some things that families, you know, when when they identify all these signs, what are some things that they, how can they start having that conversation, right? Because nobody wants to say, hey, mom, you need care. We need to move you. I mean, how do you gradually get there before there's a crisis? Right. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's important to step back and to figure out what could be going on that's causing this. And I would recommend not jumping in and being like, oh my God, you're not paying the bills. Oh my God, mom, your refrigerator is totally empty because they are, although, you know, we, we talked about like, you feel like you're becoming the parent. There are still, you want to preserve their dignity and their independence and their autonomy as much as possible and also preserve your relationship with them. And so as you're noticing these things, I think it's helpful to start talking about a plan for the future, creating, um, say, mom, you know, in the future, when you might need help, what might be some of the things that you would want? Would you be interested in moving? Would you be interested in having care at home? And, you know, talking about it in the future doesn't put the pressure on them to have to um, make any decisions right now. And then also it's a helpful conversation for you to have so you understand their wishes as well as a helpful conversation for them to start thinking about, well, what is it that I want? Will I be okay with having care at home? You know, we talk a lot about wanting to age in home, want to age in place. I want to stay at home forever, but they might not want care in their home. 70% of us are going to need help with some type of activities of daily living, whether it's dressing, toileting, meals. And so is your loved one willing to do that at home? Will they have somebody at home or is it that they will have to think about moving? And I think it's also interesting, right? Like I lived through this with my own family and I think we all think we want to age at home the majority of the time. So I, I think maybe one out of a hundred people say, yes, <laughs> move me to a community. Um, but the reality is for us, when, when we had this conversation with my mother-in-law and we gave her the options and the options were you move to a community, you move with your son in our house, or you stay at home within home care. And she said, well, I want to stay at home with in-home care. And when the time came to meet with the in-home care agency and we were planning for 24 hours a day, she said, oh, I don't think I need 24 hours. I think I need a couple hours. So I think there's the realization sometimes that, oh, I'm going to have somebody sitting in my house the entire day, but also financially, right? I mean, tell us uh, what you see at what point you find that families say, okay, this, this is just not doable anymore, right? Because it may be a short-term solution, but at one point it becomes financially not doable for a lot of families. So how can somebody plan and have those conversations realistically with their loved ones to say that may be a short-term solution, but what do we do next? Right. Yeah. And so I think part of it is, okay, you know, if somebody first starting out, what are the safety concerns? Um, are they are they safe at home? Could just a small amount of care 
be okay to start with home care because if they're willing to accept that small amount of care, well, maybe eventually we can get to more care. And so it's a matter of starting small and them getting used to that and then moving to what they may need. But first figuring out what that safety issue is. If they're really unsafe at home, if they're falling, if they're falling down stamps, then making a move. But if we can kind of pad them around a little bit so they can maintain their safety at home and starting small and taking those steps instead of making a big change right away, they might be more willing to do that. And I think it's about, you know, when we talk about that conversation in the future, it's about also not just like, what are your wishes, but maybe also making sure what their finances are, because it is costly to have care at home. It's very expensive to have care at home. And it's also costly to have care outside. But so having an understanding of what those finances are, so you can plan for that future, and what that looks like. And maybe you might need to bring in that neutral party As a care manager, we often look at the big picture. We look at finances, we look at um, medical issues, we look at a housing situation, and we think about, well, what is needed now, but what is also needed in the future, and how do the finances work into that, and how does that play out for future care and future planning? Yeah, so I think it's, it's a matter of, a big thing is starting small and then moving forward. We might see, oh my God, they need 24-hour care, but I think we need to also respect who this person is and if they're willing to accept a little bit of help to use that. We often say that a crisis is sometimes a way to make a change, and we of course want to avoid that crisis by making those small changes, but if a person is really resistant to that care, then it may be having to wait until a crisis when somebody does fall or somebody's in the hospital to make a change. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. In the meantime, visit our website at agingwisdom.com where you'll find more resources to help you navigate options for aging, caring, and living well.